1: This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.
0: Hello sports fans and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. Roughly 20 years ago, while browsing the Pro Football Hall of Fame website, I noticed they had a section where you could ask some of the inductees a question. There wasn't a guarantee they would answer your question, since other fans were also asking, but I figured it was worth a try. To my surprise, I received a response from several of them. I don't know if they still have this feature on the website, but either way, it's a great website to go to if you want to learn more about football history. So the link for anyone interested in that is simply www.ProFootballHallOfFame.com. So here are the inductees that I heard back from. Uh, The first player was uh, Sam Huff, middle linebacker for the New York Giants from 1956 to 1963. Uh, then played for the Washington Redskins from 1964 to 1967, retired for one year and came back to play one more year in 1969. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1982. So my question to him uh, goes, Mr. Huff, how much influence would you say coach Tom Landry had on your career and do you still feel bitter towards coach Ali Sherman for trading you to the Redskins and his response was first of all I still feel bitter towards Ali Sherman because he hurt me badly I never wanted to be traded and I played exceptionally well for the Giants We played in six NFL championship games in my eight years with them. I was featured on the cover of Time Magazine. CBS did a story on my life titled The Violent World of Sam Huff. We had a great team, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. There was no reason to trade me for two guys who never did produce for the Giants. Ellie Sherman was jealous of Tom Landry's defense. Tom moved me from offensive guard to defensive tackle and then to middle linebacker. He gave me the most incredible opportunity I ever had in sports. He never tried to make me do anything that I didn't think I could do. We worked very well together and we were a unit. Tom and Vince Lombardi were the greatest coaches that ever coached in the NFL, and they both had tremendous credibility. In my way of looking at things, Ali Sherman had no credibility because his word was not his bond. Okay, the second player that I asked a question to was Jack Youngblood. Defensive end for the Los Angeles Rams from 1971 to 1984, and he was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2001. Mr. Youngblood, I have been watching NFL football since 1969, and I have to say you are without a doubt one of the toughest players I have ever seen play. During your 14-year career, you went up against some of the NFL's very best quarterbacks. Which of the quarterbacks you played against would you say were among the toughest? Guys who played hurt and couldn't be intimidated. And here is his response. You know, quarterbacks aren't known for their toughness. When you talk about toughness, you usually think of offensive linemen, running backs, linebackers, and defensive linemen. It's unusual to hear about the quarterback talked about as tough, but when you look back to my era, you think of Roger Staubach, Terry Bradshaw, Burt Jones, and Dan Fouts. Those guys not only had the physical tools, but the mental toughness to play at a high level in the NFL. They were team leaders who continued to play outstanding even when hurt and injured. Those four guys stick out in my mind. The next player is Billy Shaw, who was an offensive guard for the Buffalo Bills from 1961 to 1969. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1999. Mr. Shaw, you went up against many great players during your career. Who would you say were the most difficult guys to block? And here is his response. I'll start by saying all of them. But the guy who gave me the most trouble was a defensive tackle from the Boston Patriots by the name of Houston Antwine. He was barely six feet tall but he weighed about 280 pounds. He had a low center of gravity and was extremely quick, especially his first two or three steps. Some people considered him small because of his lack of height, but a guy that weighs 280 is not small. He gave me more trouble than anyone I ever went up against. Tom Keating of the Raiders gave me a lot of trouble too and he was only about 6'1", or 6'2", and 250 pounds. The huge guys, like Buck Buchanan and Ernie Ladd, weren't as difficult for me to block as the smaller, quicker guys. Okay, so fans come back next week, and we will continue with part two.
1: This podcast is part of the Sports History Network We have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network.